Hi, thanks for listening. In 20 seconds or less, I wanted to ask if you would consider supporting the show with a one-time donation of $1 to $3. The funds go to subscription fees, equipment upkeep, and a general sense of well-being. Links in the show notes. And again, thanks for listening. Okay, on with the show. Chapter 40 Walt was anxious as he struggled with the big steering wheel. He did a three-point turn and got the bus in position across the highway, just as Nicole came screeching to a stop alongside of it. At the last moment, she whipped the wheel and got the GTO parallel to the bus. Inside the bus, everyone was nervous. They all crowded their faces to the windows and stared down the stretch of highway. The long line of shuffling death wavered in a heat mirage as it advanced towards them. Dad, why have we stopped? There are zombies out there, Jordan said, looking at her father and pointing out the window. She continued to shout at him and pulled at his arm. Come on, Dad, make us turn around, she said. Outside the bus, Nicole and Sam jumped from the GTO. In their arms were boxes of the high-velocity twenty-two rounds. Walt slid open the door and they bounded in, spilling the boxes in one of the front seats. Jordan saw Nicole and started screaming at her. Nicole, make Walt turn the bus around. We have to run away, she said. Nicole looked at her and was about to answer, but Billy answered for her. We can't run, Jordan. There's too much wreckage. They would overtake us before we could get away, he said. Jordan looked at Billy and took it in before she burst out crying, tears streaming down her face. Billy and Paul simultaneously reached out and hugged her. They looked at each other for a moment and then tried to console her. From the seat behind Walt, Ruby looked up at Nicole. Nicole's got a plan, and I think we would do best to listen to it, she said. All eyes turned to Nicole. She wilted a bit under their attention, but gathered herself. Billy's right. The way back is too jammed. We would be overrun before we could get away. With that horde at our back, we couldn't defend ourselves. We need to get the rest of the ammunition from the trunk of my car and get ready. Ruby, can you load magazines? Nicole said. Ruby smiled. I am better with shotguns, but show me and I'll do it, she said. Nicole nodded. Sam, show Ruby what she needs to do. Walt, help me get the rest of those boxes in here. Paul and Billy, I need you to take up position in case we have any runners come at us before we get back in here. Everyone nodded and set about their tasks. Jordan almost went into a panic when Paul and Billy left her. Ruby saw it and reached for her. Jordan, honey, you know it would be a great help to an old lady? If you could help me learn all about how to load those fancy guns. Can you do that, sweetie? Ruby said. Through her sniffles, Jordan nodded and went and stood by Ruby as Sam pulled out a magazine and a box of ammunition. Paul smiled at Ruby as he grabbed a rifle and took up position next to Billy. They each opened a window and sighted down the highway at the advancing horde. Outside the bus, Nicole and Walt rushed to the GTO and started grabbing the rest of the ammunition. 
When the horde was seventy-five yards out, Nicole grabbed the last of the boxes and headed for the bus. Walt jumped in, and she followed close behind. Space out! The length of the bus! The rifles are good to about forty yards, but we start shooting at fifty, Nicole said. The others followed her directions, spacing themselves a couple of seats apart down the length of the bus. Windows went down, and rifle barrels went out. Everyone gripped their guns tight. There was silence except for the sound of their breathing, which came in short, quick breaths. Within seconds, the sound of the dead came to them on the wind. A low moan reached them, soft and distant. It gradually grew louder as the massive horde shuffled towards them. Nicole focused on them, counting off the yards. As she kept vigil, she looked at her GTO, parked alongside the bus in front of them. She tore her eyes away and looked behind her. There was a maze of wreckage just beyond the bus, but a good space between it and them. Quickly, she set down her rifle and ran to the front of the bus and opened the doors. She was halfway out when Billy looked over at her. Nicole, where are you going? he said. Nicole stopped. I've got to move the car behind the bus. When that horde hits us, the weight might tip us over. Walt, close this door behind me, just in case, she said, before ducking out the door. Before Billy could process what she said, she was gone. What did she mean when the horde hits us? Billy said to no one in particular. Paul tightened the grip on his rifle and stared ahead. It means we are not going to be able to stop them before they're on us, he said. Billy's face blanched as he jammed rounds into an empty magazine with increased vigor. Outside, Nicole squealed the tires in a three-point turn and fishtailed off the road, bringing the big car to the other side of the bus as close as she could. She parked so close she had to slide across the seat and climb out the passenger side window. She ran around to the other side of the bus and froze in her tracks. The smell of the dead hit her like a tidal wave. Fire! she said. No sooner had she said the words than a torrent of gunfire exploded from the side of the bus. High-velocity rounds slammed into the front line of the advancing horde. A few took headshots and dropped. Most were shot through the body, the bullets causing them to twitch, but not slow down. Nicole ran up to the sliding doors and pushed on them, but everyone was too busy shooting to open them for her. She began to bang frantically. Open the damn door, she said, trying to raise her voice above the din. Inside the bus, Ruby looked up from jamming fresh rounds into a magazine. Hippie, she said. Walt looked up sharply at her. Open the door for Nicole, Ruby said. Walt looked over at the door and saw Nicole pounding on the glass. Walt leaned over across the seat and worked the lever. The doors slid open and Nicole spilled in. She tumble ran to her position and grabbed her rifle as Walt closed the doors behind her. Two round bursts exploded from her gun and six of the dead fell. I'm out, Sam said. Here, Jordan, honey, run that to Sam over there, Ruby said. Jordan seized the magazine and ran to Sam. Sam handed Jordan the empty and grabbed the fresh one. Jordan ran back to Ruby and Billy, who grabbed shells and started filling the empty. Empty, Paul shouted, just as Jordan got the last round in the magazine. Jordan turned and tossed the magazine to her father at the same time as he tossed the empty to her. They crossed in the air and each caught theirs at the same time. Nice work, honey, Paul said as he jammed home the magazine and took up firing position. Billy, run down the aisle there and fetch me my wheelchair, will you? I have an idea how we make our job a little easier. 
she said. Walt dry-fired. He pulled in his rifle and pulled out the magazine. Empty, he said. Billy ran by and grabbed the spent magazine from Walt and handed him the new one. He reached the wheelchair and pulled it rolling down the aisle to Ruby. Help me in my chair now, children, Ruby said. Billy and Jordan hauled Ruby from the bus seat to her chair. You in front, Jordan. You in back, Billy. There you go, she said. No sooner was she situated than Nicole shouted, Ammo! Ruby grabbed a full magazine from her lap. Billy, you pull, and Jordan, you push. To Nicole now, she said. Billy and Jordan did their part, and Ruby sped down the aisle to Nicole. Ruby thrust the magazine at her and received the empty. The boxes of ammo were spaced in the seats, and Ruby, Billy, and Jordan seized a fresh box and started filling the empty magazines. Empty! Paul shouted in unison with Sam. Jordan and Billy rolled Ruby down the aisle, first to Paul and then to Sam, hardly stopping at either. Fresh magazines were passed, empties received. Hands flew in a blur as fresh boxes of rounds were grabbed and bullets transferred. Outside the bus, the dead advanced. Fifty or more of them had been dropped from the onslaught of the group's fire. Those that still came tripped and stumbled over the fallen. Some were crushed under those advancing. Still others managed to rise and continue towards the bus. A cacophony of moans reached a crescendo as inside the bus the shouts of empty grew more rapid. Ruby was rolled up and down the aisle as she changed out magazines with the shooters. Jordan and Billy's hands were a blur as they received the empties from Ruby and filled them with fresh rounds. They were too busy to pay attention to the progress of the dead until Nicole's voice cut above the noise. They're on us! Get back! she said. Walt, Sam, Paul, and Nicole pulled in their rifles and jumped across the aisle to the opposite side. Their guns fell silent as everyone waited. Ruby, Jordan, and Billy stopped their loading and looked to the front side of the bus. There was a pregnant pause, a calm before the storm, and then the impact. The bus shuddered at the mass of the dead as they slammed into it. How are we supposed to shoot them now? Paul said. Nicole stared out the windows of the bus. Just give them a second, she said. The bus groaned and creaked as the wave of the dead washed up to them. Their moans were at peak volume as they sensed what lay just beyond their reach. Those pressed against the bus fell and new ones took their place. As the dead piled up, those coming climbed on top of them. Within seconds, hands appeared the length of the windows, dead heads. Faces and arms filled every space along the length of the bus. Fire! Nicole said. Everyone let loose with a barrage of gunfire. Being so close, each round found its lethal mark, and the dead fell, only to be replaced by new. Ruby, Jordan, and Billy resumed exchanging magazines. Their progress slowed, being unable to cross the field of fire down the aisle. Switch to pistols when your rifles are empty. Give them more time to reload, Nicole said. Empty, Paul said as he handed a magazine to Billy, letting his rifle hang by his side. He pulled his pistol and began to fire. At the windows, the dead reached in. They stretched their arms and necks through the busted glass, their reach coming within mere feet of the group. Still, Nicole and the others fired upon them. Bodies clogged the windows, their motionless forms creating a decaying barrier for precious seconds before falling or being ripped away by the ravenous dead behind them. No one rested, shooting, calling, exchanging empty magazines for full, Inside the bus, there was only panicked, frenetic activity. The creaking of the bus took on a new tone as the dead continued to come. 
The creaking grew louder, and the bus began to tip. Here we go, Sam said. We're tipping, man, Walt said. The bus began to tip, the wheels on the front side leaving the ground. It was only the space of a second, but it seemed like an eternity. Hold on, Paul said, as everyone grabbed a seat with their free hand. The wheels went up, and then the backside of the bus touched the roof of the GTO and stopped. We stopped! Resume fire, Nicole said. They all let loose with a fresh barrage, rounds tearing through the flesh of the crushing dead.